This is Roberta Foster. Welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO 91.7 FM, The Word. And today I welcome Daniel DeWitt to Author's Corner. He has recently written Sketchy Views, A Beginner's Guide to Making Sense of God, which is published by New Growth Press. And he'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. Let me tell you a little bit about Daniel. He is a senior fellow at Southwest Baptist University in Bolivar, Missouri, where he leads the Center for Worldview Culture and teaches courses on theology, apologetics, Apologetics and C.S. Lewis. He is the author of multiple Christian living books for adults and storybooks for kids, including Jesus or Nothing and The Friend Who Forgives, and of course, this book, Sketchy Views. So, Daniel, welcome to Author's Corner. Thank you so much, Roberta. It's great to be with you. Well, that's an interesting title, Sketchy Views. Um, what uh, caused you to uh, title your book Sketchy Views? Well, as a professor for almost 20 years now, I found that I'm the most comfortable, and it seems like for a lot of my students, they seem to learn the most or be engaged the most when I'm at at the dry erase board or chalkboard sketching out what Ah. I'm trying to explain. And so on the one hand, I illustrated the book, so it's, it's filled with sketches, and they're the kind of sketches I would make in my classes. But then I also used the term sketchy as a metaphor for what historically the church has called heresy. And heresy is the word that simply means getting God wrong. Mm. On the other hand, orthodoxy is the word the church has used for 2,000 years to describe what it means to get God right. And so the book is about how to avoid sketchy views or heretical views of God and take from the Bible proper views of God and, and organize our thoughts about God well. In the back of your book, page 206, you say that if we don't properly understand God, we'll never really understand ourselves or the world in which you live. Uh, Tell us more about that statement. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm preaching at SBU in Chapel um, towards the end of November, and when I preach in Chapel um, coming up soon, I'm going to be preaching on Psalm 8, and Psalm 8 begins with the it begins and ends in the same way, with the same words. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. And if you were to look at a, an English Bible translation of Psalm 8, you would see that the first time the Lord is mentioned, it's in all caps, which is something we do in English translations to show that that actually in Hebrew is the holy revealed name of God, Yahweh. And so the psalm begins and ends by saying, oh, Yahweh, this God who revealed himself to Moses as I am, um, the God who um, has revealed himself in history, in Scripture, and even in nature. In the psalm, David says that he looks up at the stars and he, he thinks about what is life, and he asks the question, what is man, that you are mindful of him? Mm-hmm. And my point in preaching on that passage is this. The psalm begins and ends with the God who reveals himself. In the very middle of the psalm, this holy poem, is the question, what is man? And I think that Scripture is modeling for us. If we want to know who we are, we first have to begin with who is God. Mm. And if God hasn't revealed himself, then we really can't know much about him. But if God exists and has revealed himself, then not only can we know him, but we can understand his world and our place in it. 
Daniel, I noticed that your book is broken up into three sections. And so um, tell us about that. Yeah, it really kind of goes along with the question you just asked. Um, It begins with understanding who God is as revealed in Scripture, and then understanding um, the doctrine of God, what God says about himself. So it's the doctrine of Scripture is the first section of the book. The doctrine of God is the second section of the book. And then the final section of the book is the doctrine of creation. And I try to model that, that by understanding what God has said about himself, we can know who he is who we are in his world and in relationship to him. And I quote um, a great line from C.S. Lewis related to this. C.S. Lewis said, Christians believe God has told us how to talk about him. And that's what I'm trying to model, that Scripture is the foundation and the starting place for our theology, for how we organize our thoughts about God. That's why I follow those three different, you know, Scripture, God— and then creation, because I think that's the proper order. As I say in the book, I I use another metaphor, um, and that's the metaphor of a stream, to talk about getting God right. And I refer to it as the stream of orthodoxy, and I argue that the stream of orthodoxy flows from the pages of Scripture. So that that order in the book is trying to model that for readers. Okay. Well, you've already mentioned that you are— Uh, teaching young people, and so I imagine you hear frequently some of these sketchy views that um, the today's young people have. So why don't you mention some of those that you cover in your book? Yeah, I think the biggest one, I mean, to be honest, and I I teach apologetics, which is giving a well-reasoned defense for why Christians believe what they believe, and I teach worldview, which is how we you know, our beliefs impact the way we interpret the world around us. So I get to teach, and I teach intro to philosophy, which, you know, um, overviews the major ideas of Western thought. Um, and sometimes when we think about sketchy views, we we could gravitate towards these highly intellectual ways to get God wrong. But I find the most common way we got get God wrong is simply by assuming that our experience is the proper way to understand God. Mm-hmm. And another way to put that is, you know, we, we begin to define God based by what we want Him to be like. And then we go to Scripture, if we go to Scripture at all, and we try and make it comport to or conform to to fit with our experience. And so I think the biggest sketchy view of God is the view that st- stares back at us from the mirror. When we begin to try and remake God in our image to fit mm-hmm. our preferences and there's a great line from a Christian artist whose name is Andy Minio. Andy Minio said, God made you in his image, and he didn't ask you to return the favor. <laughs> yeah, we do try to make God to be like us, and that that yep. is such a defeatist uh, way of doing things. We have more to talk about with Daniel DeWitt from his book, Sketchy Views, A Beginner's Guide to Making Sense of God, published by New Growth Press. And you're listening to Author's Corner. I'm Roberta Foster. So back to um, your book, Daniel. Tell us what are the first steps to adjusting our view to the truth rather than to our own perceptions? That is a great question. You know, I think that what we have to begin by doing is to commit to interpret our emotions and our experiences according to Scripture, rather than to interpret Scripture according to our emotions and experience. So it's really a question of authority. 
recognize that Scripture is indeed our authority. Mm. The major teachings of Scripture, Christians have been unified in their agreement um, on how to interpret throughout the history of the Church. And so there are differences between Presbyterians and Baptists and Anglicans. But if you look at the the classic um, confessions of the Church throughout mm-hmm. her history, you'll see that we're unified at a very deep level. And so we have to recognize that it's our authority. Um, we let the clear teachings of Scripture guide our thoughts about God. But then we have to go a step further, because really— um, it's sketchy to have the right view of God, but to not live it out. And none of us live it out perfectly. So we have to recognize that it's our authority, and our goal is, through the work of the Spirit, that we'll live in accordance with what we believe to be true. And so I like to tell my students that you have to recognize it's the Bible's authority, and you also have to recognize your proclivity, your you know um, impulse to read the Bible through your own experience. So I, I tell my students, every one of you, has baggage that you bring to the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so what you want to do is let the Bible um, critique you and critique your assumptions about it. Are most of the students that you teach, do you believe them to be Christians, or are they just looking for answers? Yeah, you know, I, I've had the opportunity to, and still have the opportunity to speak at outreach events at secular universities. I used to lead a ministry at a secular university. But the last several years, I've primarily taught in Christian institutions. And so at SBU, most of my students would describe them as being, mm-hmm. des- describe themselves as being Christian. Um, but all of them are really trying to figure out, you know, the great thing about college-age students mm-hmm. is they're personalizing their what's their convictions. And so why do I believe this? Mm-hmm. Um, do I believe it? And so I'll often have my students write what I call why papers. And so I'll teach on the doctrine of Scripture, and then I'll have them write a paper why I believe the Bible. And I tell them, if you don't believe the Bible, I won't penalize you. Just make your case. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I think the students are trying to understand their convictions. Even if they love their convictions, they want to know why they really believe them to be true. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't already, um, perhaps you can pinpoint them. Um, what are the three biggest areas of theology um as we need to learn about organizing our beliefs about God? Well, the doctrine of Scripture is absolutely in, important. Um, it's foundational. And so once we really come to terms with um, if God exists and if He has revealed Himself, then that changes everything, because if God's revealed Himself, mm-hmm. then that means we're not free agents in our theology. Mm-hmm. So that, that means we actually have you know, a way to guide our thoughts. Are our thoughts good? Are they helpful? Are they wrong? Um, and Scripture is, our, of course, our source. And then from that, we want to, first and foremost, understand who this God is who's revealed Himself. So in the book, I talk about the doctrine of the Trinity, which I think is really um, difficult to avoid. You know, I, I've had some students who come from oneness backgrounds who don't believe in the Trinity, mm-hmm. and um, every student I've had like that, I've not had many, but I've had some, um, they, they they tend to say, you know, I don't know that I've hold to the doctrine of the Trinity yet, but I agree with you. It seems to be the key to making sense of Scripture. Mm. It's just everywhere you look. And so then from the doctrine of God, um, it flows from that to understand what is the world He's made. And of course, in the Bible, we see that it's not eternal. It's created. Um, it was created perfect. But in human rebellion and our 
selfishness and our disobedience, um, this good world has gone bad. And this beautiful thing about the gospel is that God so loved the world he created that he sent his son. Mm-hmm. So those three doctrines are what I focus on in the book. And I really do think they're foundational to everything else. They're certainly not exhaustive, but I think they're foundational to the rest of our theology. Mm-hmm. I'm talking today with Daniel DeWitt about his book, Sketchy Views, A Beginner's Guide to Making Sense of God. And this book will just take you through these key points of our theology and help everyone to understand whether a college-age student or a mature adult. And so, Daniel, tell our listeners how they can uh, find out uh, about your book. And um, I understand you also have a blog and podcast. Tell us about that. Yeah, so you could actually find everything on my website because I link to what I write about. The books I've written are available on Amazon, of course, but if you go to my website, Theo Like Theology, Latte Like Starbucks, TheoLatte.com, <laughs> T-H-E-O-L-A-T-T-E.com, you could find everything I write. I've got a blog there. I, I write about 50 um, posts a year. Um, Every other week, I'm on a radio program where I talk about what I'm writing. Mm. I also have a podcast um, called Mere Caffeination, and it is an Inklings-inspired, and the Inklings are like C.S. Lewis and company. So I describe my podcast as an Inklings-inspired podcast about cultivating a winsome Christian witness with clarity, creativity, and kindness. And you can find all of that at theolatte.com. Wonderful. So the book today is Sketchy Views, A Beginner's Guide to Making Sense of God, written by Daniel DeWitt. And we thank New Growth Press for giving us a copy of the book to talk about. And Daniel, thank you so much for uh, your time with us today. Thanks so much, Roberta. It's my pleasure. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you missed any part of today's interview or would like to hear it again, you can find it on your favorite podcast platform or through KNEO.org. This is Roberta Foster on the Author's Corner. Join us again next time. Never miss your favorite show again. For more than 30 years, KNEO has been bringing you great Bible teachers on a local and national level. And now, we've made it easier than ever to hear from these great men and women of God. KNEO's entire lineup is now available to listen anytime, anywhere, through our website. Go to KNEO.org slash podcast to see all the options. You can search for programs alphabetically, or you can select individual categories like culture, kids, leadership, or music. We even have a category just for locally produced programs, so you can hear from pastors and spiritual leaders located right here in the four-state area. And... All these resources are absolutely free. Kaneo's mission is to get God's Word in front of you, and this is one of the ways we do it. Give it a try today. Go to kaneo.org and click on the podcast tab to get started.